God is a master gardener. I, on the other hand, am definitely not. I can do well enough with those kinds of small plants you might find in an herb garden, things that don't require all that much maintenance, maybe a little bit of watering now and then, an appropriate amount of sunlight. That kind of thing is fine, but when it comes to a larger garden, something that might be more involved, something that might require care season after season, well, that's a little bit beyond me. Growing trees, shrubs, things like that, no thank you. Now, you might have noticed that here at St. John's, we have what I think is probably one of the best gardens and grounds uh, that I have seen in most of the other congregations that I have visited. I am not responsible for that. And I thank God for the people who are, because there is a certain amount of patience, of attention to detail with all these gifts of God out there in the wild that is required. They put all this work in so that others might enjoy these blessings of the beauty of God's uh, God's creation. And that patience that is required to care for these gifts, I believe it too is a gift from God. Growing a tree takes time. It doesn't matter how big or how small that tree might be. Now, bonsai trees take that to another level. How many of you have any experience with bonsai? Really? Some? Okay. In case you're unfamiliar, those are those. Has, has anybody seen the Karate Kid? Okay, there we go. So a small tree, usually planted in a tray, a bowl of some sort, kind of like the one you see up in front of you this morning. Bonsai comes from that Japanese word for tray. They're little tiny plantings, usually grown over time by someone who has a vision for what this tree will become. Oftentimes, those small trees are models for a larger tree. Now, recently, I learned of the money tree bonsai. And as you can see from the one before you, if you want to come up after the service and take a closer look, those trunks are braided together. So it's not just one tree, but many trees acting together as one. Growing something like that is no small feat, and there is a definite purpose behind it. Most of our scripture readings today carry the imagery of God who is one who is making things happen in the garden. In Ezekiel, God takes this tender little sprig from the top of the high cedar and he transplants it to the mountaintop to make it into a great new tree. In Psalm 1, God again is the one who takes a tree and transplants it to an irrigated location so that it might grow and flourish. In Mark 4, God works in hidden ways, hidden ways to man, to bring forth grain from the ground. And as God takes the smallest of the household seeds, he transforms it into one of the largest of the garden plants, so large that it might make a home for birds. I suppose that it isn't a surprise that God, who created everything by the power of his word, is the ultimate gardener. For most of us, though, this gardening stuff might not make as much sense as it did for those people who first heard this message of God's word. 
Now, God spoke through the prophet Ezekiel to his people, Israel, who were in, ba- in Babylon, in exile. They were far away from the land flowing with milk and honey that had once been their home. But God hadn't forgotten them. God still had a promise for them. He would bring them home. And he would do an even greater thing than that through them. In one sense, that little sprig from the heights of the cedar that God would take and plant on the mountaintop of Israel, that would be the remnant of the Hebrew people he would bring home from exile. But he would do more. Because from that sprig, as it grew, would come the Messiah. The one that God would have as the savior of the nations who would bring high the low tree, who would welcome people from all over the world to find their rest in his arms. In Mark's gospel, Jesus tells these parables about the kingdom of God, about God's reigning and rule and how it breaks into our world and breaks into our lives. That second parable that we heard today, that of the mustard seed, maybe is one of the more familiar parables that we know. Even though you might only know mustard as that condiment that you put on hot dogs. The mustard seed, the smallest of those household seeds, is maybe a millimeter or so in diameter. But once it is planted, it grows, it transforms, becoming as tall as 10 feet high. God does an amazing thing through such small beginnings. That's the way it is with his kingdom. If you look at Jesus' early ministry, you have this unknown rabbi calling fishermen from Nazareth. That's about as humble a beginning as you could get. It is nowhere near what you would find from the prestigious religious order in Jerusalem. And yet that is how God works. It is through this ministry that God grows his church, that it becomes much greater than it ever seemed it could be. Like a master gardener, God has a vision for what the seed will become. And his vision for that planting will be fulfilled as it grows and grows into a mighty tree that welcomes the people of the nations back to him. God plants and God transplants. You and I have been transplanted. We have been brought by the Holy Spirit from life outside of God and brought back into the branches of his church. Christ gave his life and he rose so that the church might have life, so that it might grow as a great and mighty tree. And he has planted you where you need to be. He has put you into his church so that you might be watered by his word, so that you might grow and flourish. You have that flowing water of God's word given you that you might be the tree in Psalm 1 by that irrigated stream, even in a world that wants to try to dry you out and leave you as a lifeless husk. God's kingdom, that great tree, calls us into community. 
We have something here. We have something that the world outside of the church desperately needs. We have this message of God's love for them in Jesus. And in a time and a culture that is becoming increasingly tribal, isolated, and insular, the great tree of Christ's church rooted in grace stands to welcome everyone, all those birds of the air. And we have to be on guard. We have to watch ourselves lest our attitudes and our actions give the message that this tree is ours. It's not meant for anyone else. The church is not a social club. It is not an ideological center. It is a lifeboat. It is a hospital. It is a shelter. And it is here for all. God, who is that master gardener, welcomes you and all people back to himself through Jesus. And on this Weekend, as our nation celebrates Father's Day, all those who have been our fathers are served in that role for us. Let's remember and celebrate that God is the Father of all and the Father for all. He has transplanted us into this fellowship. He nourishes us here. And the fruit that we bear is not only for ourselves, it is for the good of our neighbor. We have a Father who is patient with us, even when we are not. We have a Father who is gracious to us, even when we are not. We have a Father who cares for us, even when we fail to care for others. And that that is the good news that we get to share with our neighbor as God blesses us and blesses them through us. Now, starting tomorrow, I'm going to be away from St. John's for sabbatical leave for about two and a half months. During this time away from the congregation, I will, by God's grace, have a time of growth in his word, a time of rest and renewal. I hope to be able to better understand how we can speak this message of grace to the world around us in the time and place in which we find ourselves, this people and culture in which God has planted us. While I'm away, I'm going to be reading, participating in continuing education, visiting other congregations, even non-Lutheran ones, and seeing how God is at work in this great household of faith that is the church, this great tree of God's transplanting. Growing a tree takes time. And God takes time with us. God takes time with you. He is the master gardener who cares for you, who nourishes you. And he has planted you exactly where you need to be. Amen.